Pump. If you guys haven't met Joe yet, this is Joanna. Hi. And she is the campus pastor for Skagit Community College, and I'm so excited to have her here tonight. So uh, I'm going to pray, and then we'll just get the party started. Sounds Great. good. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Jesus, we thank you so much for tonight. We thank you so much for the ability to gather freely and worship you in the way that we love each other and in the way that we gather to hear the reading of your word and to learn more about your word. Lord, I pray for Jenna and Elizabeth as they're downstairs with our kids. God, I pray that that time would be special and just anointed with your spirit. I pray, Lord, as our children are um, doing activities side by side and growing up together, Lord, would they love each other like brothers and sisters in Christ. And God, I thank you for the incredible privilege that we have to know each other's children and to love each other's children. Mm -hmm. God, I pray that you continue to birth a special place in our hearts for all the kids in our house church. And Lord, that we would feel the burden and the mantle to be their community and to raise them up in the faith alongside their parents. We thank you for Joe and that she just drove all the way up here. I pray that um, you would speak through her and Lord, that we would receive what you desire us to receive from this message. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Okay. So, like, like I said, I'm Joanna. I'm um, a campus pastor at Skagit Valley College, and I've been there for nine years. I love it. Um, have some pictures of my. I have first you and Jeff. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. This is me and my husband. Um, he is. Such a goof, and he, he just started a new job. He wished he could have been here tonight, but um, he just wasn't able to get time off. But he is great. Um, yeah. And this is my team that I work with down at Skagit Valley College. Um, there's five of us on campus all the time, and um, yeah, they're a stellar team. So I love working with them. And these are some of our student leaders, too. Uh, this year, we've just seen the Lord, like, really do a lot in our student leaders. They're um, they're new to being believers, but they're, like, hungry to learn everything we'll give them. So that's that's pretty fun. And I, I wanted to say, too, thank you all for having me. I'm really glad to be here. I've, I've heard a lot about your community from on, and um, I'm just stoked for what you all are doing. So, yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, a few things I want you all to know about me before I get into our topic tonight is, one, I love Jesus a lot. I grew up in a home that kind of had like a loose belief in God, but um, it wasn't until I was about 18, I had a really radical and like totally unexpected encounter with Jesus. I was going to youth group at the time, really mostly just because I wanted to play games and see cute boys, so that's what it was. Um, but I was there, and this youth pastor had planned like a um, like a worship night kind of thing, and I was like, eh, I'll just, I'm here for other things, but I'll just like get through this as best I can. And the surprising unexpected part was I just I had this vision of Jesus as we were praying and I could not stop crying felt like Jesus was just right there with me and speaking to me and the awkward part was that I was the only one having this kind of encounter with Jesus so the rest of the students there were 
in their own zone, but that's where I was at. And after, with that experience, I, I went up to Western, and that's where I went to school, and I met the group that I work for now, Campus Christian Fellowship, um, and they were the ones that taught me all about who Jesus is and how to, how to have him in my life. So second, I love Zach. Um, that's my husband, like I said. We met while we were at Western. Um, he was a freshman and I was an intern with the ministry I worked for, so there was no interest there. If, if he was here, he would probably say that there was, but there was not. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's great. And we were, we were friends for about five years and then he started coming to my church and I started noticing a little more and I was like, oh, you're cute. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we've been married for about a year and a half now. And third thing, I, I really love all of you. We're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And like I said, I've heard a lot about your community from on. I've been praying for you guys. I'm um, really, I really believe in the kind of community you're trying to create here. And so I'm just excited for what you guys are doing. Yeah. And really, I just heard about the, um, what's it called? Kids, kids. Good News Club. Good News Club, yeah. I had a, a, a friend who did that a long time ago, and um, it's powerful. So I'm excited for what you guys are doing. So for tonight, the my main theme is that you are a precious resource in the kingdom of God. You are a precious resource in the kingdom of God. And I'm excited to unpack why I think this is true for each of you, for each of us as believers. And our, our passage tonight is from Matthew 10. Um, you guys have been going through Matthew, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Breezing right through it. Nice. <laughs> okay. We're, we're more like digesting it deep. Yeah. Awesome. Spiritual egg rolls. Cool. So you guys, uh, we read this in <coughs> person by person? Oh, yeah. So how we do is we're reading from Matthew 10, verses 16 through 20. And so why don't we start with one person reading a verse? Babe, you want to start 16 and we'll go clockwise? Behold, I'm sending you out a sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. But beware, for you will be handed over the courts and will be flogged with the whips in this, uh, the synagogue. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Awesome. Thanks. So, um, broke this up into a few different sections, and the the first sentence is super uplifting. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Jesus. Yeah. 
So <laughs> I was thinking about like what do we know about sheep and wolves? Sheep are docile, obedient animals. They like to follow a leader. Um, I don't actually know a ton about sheep, so I was like googling, and lots of people say that they are beloved animals because they love build, building relationships with their herd, and um, they're just really sweet and great animals, which I didn't know. Um, and wolves, we know they're they're hunters, they're cunning, they can be vicious and aggressive when it comes to their prey, what they're going after. So here Jesus is saying, you sweet, obedient, gentle people, I'm sending you out to face a vicious hunter <laughs> to, that wants to take you down. So there you go. Uh, for some context, this is Jesus talking to his closest friends, his, his um, disciples that have been with him for a while, and he loves them. And knowing Jesus, he's not flippant. He's not wanting to send people out into their doom um, because he loves them. So he's, he's trying to be honest with them and help them prepare for what's coming. When, I'm, when I love someone, I'm honest with them because I want them to be prepared and I, I care about them. So he's, Jesus is saying, they're, they're like sheep, we are like sheep. When he's talking about the wolves that he's sending them out to, um, I don't think Jesus is talking about like mean people or evil pop culture kind of things. Um, he's he's talking about the the powers and principalities that are at work around us, the evil that's around us, not flesh and blood. So I think this verse really shows um, Jesus is honest he cares about his sheep and he wants to protect his sheep and as as well as an an implied trust from the listeners the sheep they they have that trust in the one that's sending them yeah. that's good this this sending out it takes trust on the sheep's part that Jesus is someone worthy of being obedient to as they're going out. Trust that Jesus will protect them, that they're valuable to him. I can't imagine a farmer with a bunch of sheep just having kind of like a laissez-faire attitude about how the sheep are treated or what happens to them. Because they're his livelihood. They're his, his resources. So he's sending his, his sheep out He's sending you out, but he's going to take care of you as you go. The plan isn't to get the sheep killed in three seconds. <laughs> that would be a really sucky plan. That's not what Jesus wants because we're precious resources to him. So, question for you all. Where have you seen evidence in your life of Jesus' protection or care? Where have you seen evidence in your life of Jesus' protection or care? 
projection is kind of hard to see because we obviously didn't get into whatever he was projecting us from, you know? Sometimes mm-hmm. it could be like a series of red lights and you're like, ah! <laughs> but really, you know, maybe you Wait, what was your life? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you're being protected from a car accident. I mean, there's all kinds of things <coughs> like that, right? One time I was coming home from this retreat, um, out on this far island thingy jiggy and it was raining so hard and I like raining to where like your windshield wipers are going and you're like I am already a terrible driver but let's have (laughs) heavy rainfall and hydroplaning this is great and this entire time I was just trying to stay alive uh and it turned out and it wasn't until I got home that my one of my tires was completely flat that there was a nail that punctured it so i drove from the island because the last place like we were thinking like we were driving home and i was like the car tire went on and i was like pressurizing we're fine we're fine and then yeah i come home i pull up and riley goes what wait what were you like what happened to your tire and i was like what are you talking about and he was like look at it and it was completely empty and there was a giant nail in it so somehow I made it from that location onto a ferry in like crazy weather safely home. So now I'm paranoid all the time about nails, but I feel like that was definitely a time where I felt like God's physical protection over me because I mean I can drive the I can barely drive well when it's like sunny and bright outside. <laughs> Let's add dumps of rain. So. Anybody else think of a time about Jesus' protection or his care in your life? When my grandma put out her spooky spider with eight eyes that whenever you go under it, uh, the eyes turn on. That's creepy. (laughs) Yes, it is. Sometimes when things seem so dark, he brightens our mm-hmm. our view of the future, what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, definitely. It can be Holy Spirit or it can be prayer. Either one. Mm-hmm. Or both. <laughs> Preach, Papa. Preach. That's it. <laughs> Short and sweet. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, from from just this first sentence, we can really see that Jesus is, he he is worthy of being trusted. He wants you to trust him. He's going to care for you. He's going to protect you. He's going to send you out, but he's going to be with you as you go. Um, So going on to the um, the next chunk, the next few verses, it says, Therefore... Be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. 
on my account you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. So something to notice about this is um, there's a therefore. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. So whenever we see a, a therefore in writing, we need to ask, what's the therefore therefore? Um, it, it's referencing what came just before. Jesus is saying, in light of the fact, because of, therefore, do this. So in light of the fact that I'm sending you out like sheep around wolves, think about this, remember this, be on your guard. And... Um, I'm curious, This it says, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. What do you guys think it means to be shrewd and innocent or gentle at the same time? Practically, what would that look like? I, th I think the shrewd part is <clears throat> just, you know, don't be naive and, and don't be unaware that people are trying to take advantage of you. And the innocent as doves part relates to uh, them not giving um, the people who are going to try to judge them basically ammo to say, look what they do, look what they did, look mm -hmm. how they act, mm -hmm. you know, look who they are, mm -hmm. right? So it's like being aware of your surroundings and also, you know, living your life in a way where they don't really have anything to say against mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with like Tom said. I think it's just like wisdom and discernment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah we definitely need both. It's like a, a pairing that Jesus wants us to have. That there's a balance. He he wants us to be kind and and gentle, have um, live so that people don't have anything against us. But he also doesn't want us to be naive. He doesn't want us to be taken advantage of or um, unaware of what's going on around us. He wants to. He wants us to be on our guard and ready. Um, so, like you all know, I'm a missionary on a college campus, which I love. Um, I get to practice this all the time, um, and on campus at Skagit, we're really well received by the college, which doesn't usually happen. So I'm, we're, we're really, really thankful for that. And a lot of what I get to do is meet with college students one-on-one, -on -one, um, teach them about the Bible, hear about their lives, talk through issues, give them wisdom and counsel. And we also have our own gatherings on Thursday night, actually. So it's going on right now. Um, we eat a meal together and we discuss and learn about Jesus. So yeah, not unlike you guys here. Um, and it's going on right now, but the rest of my, my team is taking care of it tonight. Um, and we've really seen the Lord do some awesome things lately with our students. We've seen people be physically healed. We've seen people come to know the Lord. And um, just like those fun moments when people like have their mind blown, realizing how big and powerful God is. Um, so I, I 
as I was writing this, one story came to mind related to this passage from my time at Skagit. Um, it was a Thursday night, and we had one of our intern ladies giving the message that night, and she just killed it. She did awesome. And this man, he, he came. He was there for the first time. And after she was done, he was like, do you mind if I say something? And my coworker and I had just been talking about how we wanted to open it up for more people to share things. So we were like, yeah, sure, you can say something. He was like, okay. Ladies, don't get too comfortable in that pulpit because that's a man's place. Oh. <laughs> you, <Duh>. all, <laughs> you all, you, you don't need to, to finish college. You can just drop out. In fact, you should drop out tomorrow. And y'all need to stop watching HBO. And I'm an apostle. And just like all these like things, one after another. And HBO. I know. HBO. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Which was extra funny because half of our students didn't know what HBO was and half of them <laughs> didn't have the money to pay for it. So. HBO is for people who can afford cable. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, audience man. It was it was super oh, funny, and also it was like as he started talking and saying all of these lies, it was like all the life got sucked out of the room, and everyone just held their breath and wasn't sure what to say. Um. So I'll come back to that and tell you what happened. Um, oh. Fight club happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, we can see with verse 17 and 18 in this passage that it's it's likely that when we're sent out on Jesus' behalf, there's unpleasant things that are going to come against us. Mm. And that, those moments are when we need to ask, do I trust my shepherd? Do I trust that he's leading me to something good, that, he's, that working for him is the best possible thing I can do with my life? Because I want you all to remember, you all are a precious resource in the kingdom of God. And Jesus is not just going to leave you hanging as he like sends you out there among these wolves. <clears throat> so going on to the the next couple of verses, 19 and 20. It says, But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. So I, I wanted to hear, have, have any of you ever had an experience where you felt like you said something that was not your own? Or like the Holy Spirit was just speaking directly through you? Has that ever happened? I think we all have, whether we notice or admit to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody, can you think of like a specific time and share about what happened? 
was when I was newly like spirit filled, and we went to this. What was that burger place in Hun when we were in Huntington? In and out. No. Ruby's. What a burger. No. Ruby's. Do you remember Carl's what I'm talking Jr. about? <laughs> it's kind of like place. Carl's Jr. Where was it? In, it was in Huntington. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But can we say it McDonald's? Kind of <laughs> Does it kind of matter? I don't know. I just want to know. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> no, it's a fast food Okay. Either way. And so we go up to order, and this girl takes our order, and she just seemed so, like, you could just tell she had such a, like, sad, withdrawn spirit about her, and the Lord really put on my heart that I should let her know that he loves her, and that I will be praying for her after we leave, and so... I was just like, oh my gosh, I do not want to tell this random woman I've never met, like, that I'm going to pray for you and that God loves you. And so I caught her, um, she came around into the restaurant part and was, like, cleaning up some tables. And so I was dumping my trash at the same time, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I just started talking, like, I was just going to say something simple like, God really loves you, and I just want you to know that I just feel like I should pray for you. But what came out was like, you know, you really don't have to stay with that guy who treats you so poorly. Like, I just want you to know that God loves you, and you can leave him, and I'm going to pray for you even after this. And I was just like, she just looked at me like I was insane, but like I was true. And so I was like, don't worry. I'm not going to pray for you right here, <laughs> but I'm going to pray for you with this after. So it was really awkward, but it was really cool at the same time. Mm -hmm. And um, I think about her a lot still to this day. And this was like 10 years ago. Wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. What you're talking about is words of knowledge. And I have a friend and we're like, let's practice this together. Like, let's practice giving each other words. And it's been, it's been really amazing. I think we should do it in our group here because yeah. God is speaking to all of us through all of us all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen yeah. just the other day I was in my mom group and this one mom was sitting next to me, the same kind of thing. She's like, I have to say this to this lady. And she didn't, she did not yeah. want to say it to this lady. And she, she actually had to leave and go home and get something and bring it back to say this thing to this lady. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And she mm -hmm. did it. And like it, just touched the woman so much mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. the lady was just going through all this hard stuff and she had this hat that said chaos coordinator and my friend was like that is such like a, a, a curse kind of prophecy over her life yeah. and she's like god sees her as crowned with glory and she had this hat at home that said glory so she went home she left the, the group and got this hat and brought it back mm -hmm. and gave it to this woman and she was completely just like a puddle, right? It was wow. the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had the same experience. I was at like a church that I'd never gone to before with my friend. Mm -hmm. And this man comes up to me and he goes, I can tell that you are a mother to many. And he gives me this like big long prophecy. I've never mm -hmm. seen this man before. And I've done childcare for like 12 years, like 30 some different kids I've watched over this time. And he just, you know, talked to me about all this stuff. And it was, it was really astounding to receive that as well mm -hmm. oh. anytime I'm in situations where I feel like the Holy Spirit has given me a word for someone 
it feels like the best way I can describe it is like it feels like there's this vibration that is like deep within my bones Mm -hmm. where like I can't contain it it just feels like if like if I didn't say it it's just gonna like vomit out of me and I always say so take this with a grain of salt because I'm a human being (laughs) Lindsay's not her hand. I said this for the other hand. Take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> Digest it however you want. But like moments like that, which I feel like are really cool. But I feel like the Holy Spirit speaks to us if we're willing to listen. Like I recognize like when I drive, I, I get really great time to pray for people and uh, pray for our church. And sometimes the Lord will just bring a random person to my mind and just give me this word for them and I'll like stop and I'll just immediately text them and be like I was praying for you and this is everything that I just feel like you should know take it with a grain of salt and it's interesting because even like forms of like words of knowledge for people in that way is so affirming for people like I think that when we are willing to obey when the Lord tells us to speak we are um we get to engage with the level of kingdom work that goes beyond what we can actually like see yeah mm-hmm. yeah i already have an experience where you have that feeling and you feel like you have to say something yeah. and you don't say it yeah. and you're like i missed the opportunity oh my god you know yeah. i have this deep like <coughs> i disobeyed feeling you know i didn't do what he asked me and it was a bad time mm-hmm. because i was you know had more fear of men than of god or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. Anybody else have an experience like that? Well, just knowing that we're like his children, so be open to that. Mm-hmm. Be open to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know. I've I've felt that at different points in my life and sometimes it's just like like that what you said that like burning feeling in my chest of I have something from the spirit and I need to say it right now um which is amazing and I'm always like terrified that it's gonna be wrong or I'm gonna offend somebody or something like that and um yeah if I end up not doing it then I always regret it and if I do usually something amazing happens with the Lord (laughs) so I've never done what he's asked and regretted it. I've only not done what he's asked and regretted it. Yeah, totally. Why do you why do you think people don't say what the Holy Spirit says to them like out loud? Like what are some blockers that people experience that prevents them from moving with the Spirit of God when he says like go tell this person this thing or go do this for, thing for this person like judgment from others yeah. yeah fear of man fear probably, of being wrong probably some of it for me is like there's just been so many even if a lot of them are urban legends because not everyone's had this experience but there is what you would probably qualify as crackpots that go around and tell people some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the thing you were just talking about when the guy's like, oh, you know, you better not get used to that spot or whatever, right? That's HBO, like, Tom. That's like <laughs> everywhere, right? I mean, everyone's had people knock on their door. We used to have a group of people knock on our door at least once a year. We lived in Blaine. 
and her house was built in 1967. And the gal had been coming every year since the house was built, and she knew every single person that lived there, and she remembered when the house was this color, and she's like, oh, you moved that wall, and she knew all these things, <gasps> but they were, they were out there, I mean, it was like, oh, no, they're here, like, you don't want to answer the door, and you don't want to be that person, right, like, in the workplace, or even out with your friends, it's kind of like, you don't, you don't feel like you want to be the person that's like, oh, no, it's this person again, I mean, that's not always what happens, but I'm just saying there's, you know, yeah, when it's from the Lord, you're just not the weirdo. I've never been, I've never felt like I was the weirdo. When God gave me something to say to somebody. So it's a little bit different when you're in the Christian circle, or you're among people that you know. Absolutely. But you know, you get into Bellingham, you know, and it's like transitional hippie scenario, and you're like, what do you think about this? And they freak out. So yeah, that's what that's what slows me down a little bit, just like people's reaction. And then I get caught off guard too, because sometimes like it's right there, and then you're not really sure what to do. Yeah. My experience personally has been more like something gets thrown in front of me, and I'm just kind of like, you know, this, versus having the word and wanting to go to something. Mm-hmm. It's like it, ha- it happens right in front of my eyes and I have to react. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not prepared. Mm-hmm. You know? I think the more you believe that it's possible that God would use you to speak to someone else, the more you would have that experience as well. I think if you don't believe that, that he would do that, you would not have that experience. Because mm-hmm. you don't have the faith for it. Mm-hmm. You know? That's good. I think that God gives you these opportunities to try to prepare you to be a leader. <clears throat> and we resist leadership. Inherently, we want to just be followers or let somebody else do the work. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're kind of lazy. Because mm-hmm. we're humans and humans are lazy. Mm-hmm. We want other people to do the hard work. And God gives you these opportunities to learn from and become a leader. Because God wants us all to be a leader. God wants me to be a leader. Leader at home, leader in the workplace, leader with my kids, leader at church. God wants us to take a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Every one of us. Yeah, if you're but, good, but we don't we don't do it because we were just kind of like oh we'll let the other person do <clears throat> the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. You know, God keeps giving us these opportunities, and we're just not we just don't take advantage of the opportunity, or we just don't want to put the effort into it. I think like that's what we talked about last week when we talked about how God constantly gives us opportunities or invites us to participate in kingdom work, and He doesn't force us to. So we get the opportunity to say yes or no. But when we say yes, something within us awakens as this is what you were meant to do. You were meant to live in this deep abiding union with the Lord, hearing him and obeying him. And when you don't, you you like have this deep sense of regret. Um, a story came to mind, like, cause we talk about like what it's like for us to say something to somebody else, like a word that the Lord gave to us for them. Um, but this is an opportunity where somebody gave me a word and that word is the only reason I'm alive today is that my friend's dad called me and said, I don't know what you're thinking about doing. This was the night I was going to commit suicide. He goes, I don't know what you think you're doing. I don't know what's going on, but you should know that God loves you. And I'm like straight up F you bro. Like you do not know me. How dare you say that to me? 
if you only knew what I knew about the Christians in your church, you would not say that to me. And he and he talked to me on the phone for four hours, and he was like, "I want you to go to, I want you to go to winter camp uh, this weekend." And so I was like, "Well, at least I can go." And I'm, I was like, "I'm gonna go, and then I'm gonna come back, and then I'm gonna kill myself, so that at least I could say that I tried." So his obedience to just call a girl who then cussed him out, uh, like that step. But then at that camp, the youth pastor she prophesied over me. And it freaked me out, but she had to have the boldness to come lay hands on me and say what the Lord had put on her heart for me. And that actually then started the trajectory that the Lord had called me into ministry. Like the things that she had prophesied over me was confirmed by three different people over a span of 10 years and in all different arenas of the life that I lived. And so it's like, while yes, we say yes to participate in the kingdom of God when the Holy Spirit puts something on our heart to say to somebody. And it could be something as simple as just ask them how they're doing. When you're doing something at work and you just think of this person, just reach out to that person. It was most likely not on accident that you thought about this person as you were walking down the street somewhere, right? Just to reach out and to say, hey, I'm just going to let you know I'm thinking about you. Because as much as an, an action of trust that it is on our behalf to trust that the Lord would use us and he would give us this word, for the person receiving it, it builds their trust in the Lord. That he sees them in that spot and he would send his people to say something to them about it. You know, and I even think about like in our marriage and in our ministry, there are people who have said key words to us and spoken over us that definitely shifted the trajectory of the life that we were living. And so like, I just want to encourage us as a church, even this week, you know, and you're going out and you're doing something and all of a sudden you think about somebody, just lean into that. Mm -hmm. Just lean into, wow, I just randomly thought about that coworker. I'm just going to reach out to see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I feel like a crazy person because I actually reach out to my coworkers a lot. I'm like, I just want to let you know I'm praying for you. <laughs> this is all the things that I'm thinking for you and praying for you. Mm-hmm. But leaning wow. into that and leaning into, like, just thinking about them. Because one day when you continue to lean into that that space, it's going to be like, it's going to just get deeper and deeper into more specific words for them. And again, it doesn't have to be creepy. It could be as simple as, I want to let you know I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. I want to let you know that you're a really kind person and your presence absolutely matters. Like, I want to let you know that what you do here is so valuable. And just even inklings like that and things that we think is coincidence or random, I do believe that is the Spirit of God working in us. Mm-hmm. And we should respond by working with Him. Mm-hmm. One thing I do when I get those kinds of things, I ask the Lord, <coughs> what are you praying for this person right now? Like, you know, and sometimes he gives me words that just let me say to, say to them. Yeah. But just to join him in the work that he's already doing. Yeah. That's I, I really wish we had been here last week because I was going to talk about this. Have you ever um, done the Experiencing God um, uh, Bible study? Is anybody yeah. else in it? So, so it has this really beautiful... Uh, well, it's really simple, but it's that God is always at work. So God is always at work is number one, and he's always going in a forward motion, right? He's always 
doing all the things that he says and and that he has planned and everything you can't stop his motion so at first he the the second thing is he invites us into this love relationship with him and then in the love relationship he shows us things that he wants to do like he gives you oh i thought about that person that was really good i haven't thought about them in a long time and then he invites you to join him in his work you should call that person you should tell them that you're praying for him and that you know they're important to you and that you know and then you have this crisis of belief you have this place where you have to trust god you have to trust that you should call him and ask the right thing to do and you have to obey the prompting of the holy spirit and and if you um if you do trust him and you do obey and you go through it then you see god working and you get to join God in his work and you get to experience him more and trust him more and you just keep doing it over and over mm -hmm. again, right? You you look for places that he's working and you and you join him in and but there's always gonna be this place where there's a faith place. You have to you have to trust him, right? you it could be as simple as, ah, that's weird, I don't wanna be a weirdo, I don't wanna call them or I don't wanna talk, you know what I mean? Or it might be something really big, like I want you to go downtown and stand on this corner at two on Tuesday at six, and you're like, Jesus, that's real weird. He's done that with people, right? Mm -hmm. But you can't experience whatever he's trying to do with you unless you do the thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and being on the receiving end of that is so powerful. Yes. Like I mm. a few years ago, I was going through um, just a lot of like depression and anxiety, um, and I was I was like trying to decide whether or not to keep dating Zach, my now husband. Um, and the word, when I prayed about it, the word I got from the Lord over and over, like almost like hourly, was just stay, 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 over and over and over. And it got to the point where I was just like, Lord, is this even you? Like, I, I just don't know if I can believe this anymore. And I was meeting up with... Uh, a Christian friend and I hadn't told anybody about this I hadn't really told a lot of people about how I was struggling and um, my friend was like I just have a really strong sense from the Holy Spirit that I'm supposed to tell you stay so I'm just gonna tell you that <laughs> and it it like blew my mind because it for me it was just such a confirmation that one that I can hear from the Lord that he's speaking to me, that he cares about me, and um, that he would, like, prompt my friend to say that was, it was like uh, <coughs> a drink of water in a desert. Like, I, I was just desperate to hear from the Lord for my life. So, just an encouragement if you're, if you're feeling that hesitation, better to, like, risk it and change somebody's life than, mm -hmm. than keep it to yourself. Um, yeah. Any, anybody else have have thoughts on hearing from the Lord or um, getting a word for somebody else? Being open to the Spirit and knowing, you know, like you're asking right there, have you ever felt like um, the Spirit is speaking, you know, through you? <coughs> Try to be open to that, you know. Uh, you have fear with the uh, things of standing on a street corner talking to somebody or 
approaching a friend that you see is having trouble, uh, be open. You can also, besides praying like to Jesus, you can just ask the Holy Spirit to help you, mm -hmm. help guide you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He yeah. sent. He sent him. He sent the Holy Spirit as our helper. Yeah. yeah. And um, that I think really sums up the the last few verses of this passage that say, um, "Yeah." Isn't it Go. in Ephesians where it says like? Um, prophecy is for like the building up and the edification of the church right mm -hmm. there are some day that we know won't, you won't need that anymore but right now anytime you have that feeling that the Lord wants to say something he wants to build that person up he wants to edify he doesn't want to make you look like a weirdo mm -hmm. that that word is is important for that person just like when I was talking about this man holder and it's like dude you're really important and God loves you right mm -hmm. all of these you know, the church make, or at least my understanding of church, the word prophecy is weird and woo-woo, and we don't do that. But that's not true. We actually, we do prophesy over each other. And we mm -hmm. even prophesy over each other when we have no, we don't know, just like my dad's talking about. Like, sometimes we don't even know totally that our words are not our own, right? You're, like, if you're not, I know I've done it where I've spoke to someone, and I was like, that was, that was literally, I don't know where that came from, that was literally. You know what I mean? I've yeah. had that. That's a, an amazing experience. And, and God is giving these things. These are good things. These are not like mm -hmm. weird woo-woo things. These are good things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. That's where we're the resource, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which like, yeah. I thought was really interesting that your theme was that we are a valuable resource to the kingdom because in a land where agriculture and farming like in the time of jesus and like farmers like your cattle and your animal that was your livelihood that was your status and so it wasn't just you were caring for them they represented something to you and the intimacy between a shepherd and his sheep was to know how many they were there were to know the the strengths of each one and then to protect them to protect them at like at all times of the day and to bring them back into the fold because sheep also provided for like the shepherd and the tribe like they provided mm -hmm. the wool and the things that they needed and so it was it was a this two-way relationship mm -hmm. like this trusting i'm gonna trust you i'm gonna send you out to go do my work and then it's us, the sheep, saying, I trust that you're going to send me out and you're going to take care of me. Because mm -hmm. Jesus laid it out like, heads up. You will get arrested. People <laughs> will reject you. You will be like sheep going out to the wolves. Mm -hmm. But I've got this. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that I've got this has to come from a deeper abiding and trust in the Lord that mm -hmm. really only comes with time and experience. Just like the sheep knows the voice of their shepherd, that comes with time and experience. Mm -hmm. And so 
the sending out and the trust to send be sent out but then to come back and then to go back out and to come back is of time and of experience mm -hmm. like this image i have in mind you guys know like that image of jesus and like the sheep is around his like shoulder and he's carrying the sheep back mm -hmm. because when the sheep runs off he has to go find the sheep mm -hmm. I read somewhere that he goes find the sheep and then he breaks the sheep's legs and he carries them back and that physical pain was for the sheep to know don't do that again stay with the flock because in the flock you are safer mm. in the flock you are protected in the flock here you will have a less likelihood of being eaten by a sheep mm. and I should probably study the, the like the theological like did they really break the sheep's leg but I feel like when we stray from the flock, we will endure circumstances. And Jesus loves us enough to carry us back. Even if he's the one that allows the circumstance to happen, he's still going to love you enough to carry you back to the flock. Because with time and experience, you recognize that this is going to make you a better, like this is going to make you a better part of the flock. But that was just what came to mind. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's, that's excellent. <laughs> so I I want to tell you what happened with the rest of that what happened with that man the came, HBO guy yeah the HBO guy um, Joe's like I no longer use HBO <laughs> yeah I'm done um, so we're all me and my my coworkers and all our students are just sitting there staring at this man like oh my gosh what do we say what just happened and my coworker Christian, he stands up and he says, "We're glad to have you here. We don't agree with anything that you just said." <laughs> I was like, "Yes." And he he went on to say, and from Galatians, "There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor male and female. We're all one in Christ Jesus. We believe that women are equipped and called by God." to be preachers and pastors just like any man. We believe that education is a powerful tool that God can use. And I don't know if he said anything about HBO. I can't remember. But he said a lot more. And as as he was talking, you just feel like the life and the spirit coming back into the room. And I was like, yes, this is freedom where the spirit of the Lord is. This is good, not religious condemnation. This is what following Jesus is about. And I asked Christian, my coworker, afterwards, like, where did this power speech come from? That was awesome. And he, he said, I, I felt the Holy Spirit take over and speak for me in that moment. And mm. you could see that it, it totally changed the room, that the Spirit just came in and touched people's hearts and showed them what the truth was in that moment. And that man, we ended up having to get a restraining order against him because... He was harassing one of our interns, and um, it was just the more he talked, the more we saw he's just entrenched in darkness. It's he's he's a creation of God, him as a man, but he was like deep in the enemy's crazy work. Was he a student at the school? He wasn't. He on on campus. It's an open campus, so just anybody can come on and talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, and the pros and the cons of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get both. Makes for a good story. Um, 
but that it, it just showed me that um, when we take steps to be Jesus's sent ones, when we're, we're out speaking the truth about who he is, the enemy hates that, and he's going to try and come against you in every way that he can think of. He's going to try and put fear and lies in your mind. Um, but the more that I have faced those things head on, and it sounds like you guys too, the more we just see how small and ridiculous the enemy's attempts are. And that was true with uh, this man too. He's still around sometimes. We'll see him. And um, a few months ago, he was he saw uh, a pastor that used to work with us and his family out for a walk and Karan's like weaving after them on his bike just shouting things at them like CCS is a cult women can't be pastors you need to be the husband of one wife and it was just like if if you knew that this man he's like a very mild-mannered Quaker pastor that doesn't even have a smartphone so like the thought of you need to be the husband of one wife we all were like yeah Eric what are you doing but it, yeah it's just it was just funny um so this to sum up I I like I said I just want you all to know that you are a precious resource in the kingdom of God and that Jesus wants to use you and at the same time He's got everything. He's he's got everything covered. Mm -hmm. When Jesus died on the cross, he accomplished everything that he needed to accomplish. Everything that needed to be done to make things right and make us right with God. He he did it all. And his his power and his love is deeper than anything we can comprehend. Mm. That's good. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And as you're going out as Jesus' follower, you you don't need an official title or position to be someone who hears a word for someone or, or sees like, man, this, this girl really needs some encouragement, and I hear from the Spirit what I need to tell her. Um, you, you can go. You are sent by Jesus mm. to do that. When you've got Jesus, he's he's got you. That's good. He's ready to use you for his kingdom. And uh, just in closing, I know that, um, like we've talked about, the thought of being sent out, it can be kind of intimidating. Like, you don't want to be labeled that crazy person. Um, it's HBO guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be HBO guy. Yeah, nobody wants that. Um and it can be hard to know where to start even because hearing something like this like yeah you're a sent one now go like well where do i go like i don't know um and some good advice that i got was when you don't know what to do just do the next thing so my my last question for you all is as you are being sent out by jesus because i believe each one of you is what is the next thing for you? What's what's the next step as you're sent out? To pray. To pray about who your concern is or what you're being led to. 
um, <laughs> feelings about mm -hmm. that you know give you a direction. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're looking like, uh, now where do I go? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you're, or you're feeling uh, defeated or feeling um, lost, feeling like I just don't know. Prayer. Mm -hmm. Just praying right? Yeah. Yeah. And good. asking the Holy Spirit to be there in it. Yeah. With you. He's the best guide. Mm -hmm. What did you say? Pray for others. Pray for others. Yeah. Really zoned off. I was totally in Tokyo. Sorry, <laughs> you're all snuggled up with mom. She's all nice and warm. Yeah. You're just like in the zone. Listen to mom's heartbeat. Heartbeat. Look out. I think the next thing could be just. Um, if you are not sure, ask for more faith or ask for, you know, if you're doubting that this is a thing, like, show me it's real. You know, yeah. That, there's, there's great power in asking God, like, okay, dude, for real, what's going down? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, show me what you can do. Show me who you are. Mm -hmm. Show me what you want to say. Mm -hmm. Show me that you actually want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. All these things. He wants us to ask him the questions those mm -hmm. you know what I mean totally yeah. he, he wants us to pursue him that way mm -hmm. and he's always faithful to like reply right mm -hmm. it might not be right that second but you're gonna find it it's, it's not gonna get away from you mm -hmm. yeah that's a that's a great prayer yeah yeah like God does not God does not scoff at our disbelief or our doubts He's not like, ah, you're worthless. I can't get you to do anything. He's like, no, no, ask the questions. Ask the big questions. Come on, bring me your questions. I want to answer your questions. Yeah. Aren't sheep kind of like, they just like wander off and do weird stuff too. So they're not just not these nice little squishy things. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like doing weird things. They're, they're not the they, smartest. They wander off. They get lost. They're unassuming. They fall into traps and. Sometimes. And you have to rescue depends. them like, like on a regular basis. They're all <laughs> dogs. They have all kinds of different personalities, right? Like my sister-in-law used to have a sheep and she had goats. And the goats <laughs> were terrors. They were crazy, but the sheep was always like, dude, you see what the goats did? Like it would kind of be with the goats, but not with the goats. Like, <laughs> yo, I'm hanging out with these fools, but they are doing the wrong thing. But, and, you know, they're just, they're they can be of all different kinds right there can be the ones that run off there can be the ones that sit right next to you yeah and that's the that's the job of the shepherd is to know the personality of each sheep they know which one's going to run off they're not surprised unless there's something comes off and chases comes and chases them off right I just keep thinking, oh, there goes on. She's running away again. Gotta, <laughs> gotta keep her close. <laughs> she's one of those ones. He gets his hook and he's like, she's one of the weird ones. 
<laughs> when I think like you think about the I the first thing that came to my mind is what's the next thing, and I always go back to the next thing is just doing the last thing I knew that he told me to do until he tells me the next thing to do. <laughs> It's like when you're unsure of the next step, just keep doing faithfully what you knew God told you <coughs> to do the last time you heard him talk to you. Yeah, that's good. And then just go that direction until he says pivot. <coughs> yeah. And then <laughs> Aaron loves the word pivot. Uh, Joanna, do you want to end in prayer and then we'll do our takeaway? Yeah, totally. I don't know what, a, a gifting to go out and do this, a, a new um, closeness with the Holy Spirit to hear from Him or a deepening of that as you hear from Him. So um, I'm going to pray for that too mm-hmm. as I'm here. Jesus, I am I'm so thankful for this community and Lord, would you... Uh, just set a, a tongue of fire on each of them. Jesus, would you, um, whatever gift it is that you want to give them, what whatever it is that you have for them, Jesus, tonight, would you put it on them now? And um, Lord, we we love you so much, and we love the way that you work. It's it's beautiful to see you change hearts and change change minds. And, um, that's our desire to to be used by you and to be sent out by you so please take out our fear and our um our hesitation because we we just acknowledge that and know that it's there so lord please help us in our our weakness because we want to um, we want to be your vessels and we want to be your lights in in the dark places so jesus um just equip us give us the things that we need and um, help us to see the opportunities, Lord, wherever they are. Um, yeah. So we, we love you, Jesus, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.